welcome to the Exit Mindset Podcast. I'm Ram Akili. 15 years ago, when I was trying to sell one of my companies, I couldn't get what I thought was the right price for it. I realized I had things set up the wrong way, even though the company was profitable. So I spent years researching and studying exit strategies to improve my company's valuation. I discovered that the same process that improves valuation would improve business profitability and give me more free time. I'm here to show you what I have learned. You see, the best way to grow your business is to look at it from the perspective of someone who's going to buy your company. Once you start thinking that way, magic happens, and you start seeing things you could not see before. But that's not all. I also discovered the three principles that you must know to command a better price for your company. The three principles are, first, the product, second, the infrastructure, and third, the conversation you have with the consumer. Once you master these three principles, you will be on your way to increasing your profits, your company valuation, and get more work-life balance. So listen in and learn how you can do that. I will teach you through this podcast lessons from the trenches, and we will have a dialogue with some of the greatest minds on the planet. So today we're going to be talking about what I call phantom losses. And as we all know, with the exit mindset, there are three principles that we observe in creating company valuation. One of them is the product. The other one is the infrastructure. And the third one is the conversation. However, one overlooked aspect of doing business and company valuation is what I call phantom losses. So Amber, are you familiar with phantom losses? I think I've heard of them before, but I really would appreciate you explaining it a little bit further. Okay. So you know that there are three things we look at when we try to create company valuation and we try to enter into the exit mindset. And that is the product, infrastructure, and the conversation. And phantom losses is something that occur in all three parts of the exit mindset. So what are, what are phantom losses? They are anything that you would not make because you didn't do when you could have done it. Can you give me a, an example of something like that to put into thinking around my business? Yeah, sure. So let's, let's think in terms of the product. So let's say your product is something specific that can be reconfigured to create an, a secondary product that could generate income for you or more sales or more revenues. If you do not create that second product, you're not going to make that revenue from it because it didn't exist in the first place. However, you do know that you could make a second product, but you just don't. Now, in the day-to-day, -day, you're looking at what you're doing and you figure, okay, well, I need to do this product, but I got to do this, I got to do that. And you might prioritize things that are not necessarily important as this product is. So instead of spending, for example, maybe a week at perfecting that product, you decide to spend that week on something else that probably would be important, but may not necessarily generate revenues for you. However, had you took this week to perfect the product and create it, you're going to be able to create something that would create more revenues for you. So as long as you have not created that secondary product, you're in a constant state of phantom losses because the product was not created. And had you only spend the time doing it, you would be at some point generating the revenues and avoiding those losses. I like to think that anything that you could do that could generate revenues 
but you don't do it is a phantom loss. And that would apply to everything. So your infrastructure, there could be items in your infrastructure that if you change, it would create leverage and create more revenues for you because they might be more cost effective or might create more yield for you. And you just don't do it. And lots of times you use an excuse and I want to be blunt about it because lots of times, well, I'm busy with this, I'm busy with that. But how do you prioritize that? You would have created revenues. And you, we all know things can be done two ways. You either do it yourself or you're out of check. And the biggest element that could help businesses create more leverage, create more profit, create more time is the ability to write a check. And if you can't write that check, you're going to have to do it yourself. But then we all know that sometimes if you want to create something, you got to do it yourself so that you can write a check afterwards. So phantom losses are that this sort of a strange area in business that it's hard to see because you never see what you didn't make. You always see what you lost. So if I take, say for example, if I take $100,000 of your, your revenues and I tell you, can I see it for a second? You say, sure. Then I take it from you and I say, hold on a second. See this fireplace? You say, yeah, I'm going to throw it in there and I'm going to throw the $100,000 in the fireplace. And you look at me and you go, go nuts. What are you doing? You're just burning my money. I say, and I go, Okay, well, why do you feel that way? Well, I'm seeing it. My money's burning. Well, okay, that's because you see it. But if I told you there's $100,000 you didn't make, it got burned because you just didn't see it because you didn't make it, you wouldn't think that way. You wouldn't, you wouldn't look at it in the same way as if I taken your money and threw it in the fireplace. But in fact, every day, you're taking some of your revenues and throwing it into the fireplace by virtue of not making it when you could make it. And... By the way, phantom losses is something very specific. So phantom losses is not like, okay, you could have made $100 billion and you didn't make it. That's not what we're talking about here. Or you could have made $100 million and you didn't make it. That's not the issue. The big thing about phantom losses is a reasonable, correct amount of revenues could have been generated and you just didn't generate it because you really didn't take certain actions that would lead to the creation of a mechanism that would generate that income. And that by itself Amber becomes a phantom loss. And they're the easiest thing to dismiss. And I'm going to be honest with you, I hate it when I see it. And sometimes you all fall into it. I mean, I will tell you, I myself have fell into the phantom loss syndrome many, many times. And I hate it. And I go back and reset. And then it becomes a question of, sometimes it's a question of resources. And what resources do I deploy? What resources do I move forward so that we could create that real revenue that comes out of what could have been a phantom revenue. And if you think that way, you're going to find many, many ways that you could generate more income in your company and do better things and great things. You had mentioned that phantom losses affect all three principles. How can you apply this or give some examples of how it affects the conversation principle? Very good question. So the conversation is all about communication with the consumer. We talked about this. It's Verbal and nonverbal conversation, meaning that the way you appear to the consumer is part of your conversation with them. The colors in your building, the choice of your location, the choice of the communication, that verbal communication that you have with them, the choice of the nonverbal, all sorts of things that come into play into this. Now, there might be example, an element that you could be implementing. Let's just make it simple. Even take the simplest form of it, a marketing effort that could have been exercised and you didn't exercise it. You just waited. You just sat down and thought, okay, well, I'll do this, you know, maybe later, maybe a week, a month, six months from now. 
and you know that particular marketing effort, let's say, is going to generate revenues for you. And you know if you do it, it'll create massive leverage. But you're not doing it right now. You're just waiting. So every day you're not doing it, you're incurring losses. Especially if you can, especially if you have the ability, the means. If it's a matter of reorganizing and reconfiguring your workflow to get to the point where you do that and make it work, that's what is needed. But it involves sacrifices. And phantom losses is one thing that needs sacrifices to avoid. So in other words, you have to say, okay, I'm going to drop X, Y, and Z for the sake of achieving that particular outcome that create revenues and avoid phantom losses. And the reason most owners and most company executives don't do that is simply because phantom losses is something that they don't think about that much. Understanding what you're saying, resetting and reprioritizing for business owners to think like buyers, they definitely need to dig into their phantom losses, correct? Absolutely. That is a must. And it's key component of this is the decision-making process. So the problem with that whole thing is, is that as you move forward, you're going to find that the dynamics of the day is going to take over. And you might, you have employees, you have people working with you, you have part vendor partners, you have every, and everybody's got some limitation. And they get there, I got limitation because I got to do what I got to do. But it's on you to pull people and reprioritize. And you're going to get some resistance from that, from people. They're going to tell you, well, no, we can't do this because of this and this and that. But what you need to do is stand your ground and insist on what needs to be done because you know what the greater good is. If you do that, you're going to find people are going to be receptive, especially if they see the results. Also, if you're looking in the best interest of the company, it's important for you to consider that your job is to make sure that you increase company revenues. You as a business owner are in charge of a lot of lives. You're in charge of a lot of uh, vendors. You're in charge of a lot of things that need to be done in charge of a company that needs to thrive and survive. And if you do not make the decision and execute, nobody will do it for you. Nobody's going to come to you and say, hey, Let's go ahead and uh, do this or that. Some people, sometimes people will, but again, they're going to defer to you. So you got to take leadership and you got to be able to engage the process in a way that makes it move. Rem, as you always say, action is everything. If you were to give a business owner a tip on where to dig into phantom losses and revenues today, what would that be? Where to start? The first thing you start with is maybe a point of reflection and a point of dissection of your operation. Try to understand what is it that you're missing on. Most business owners know what opportunities they're missing in their own space. Very rarely you're going to find somebody that doesn't know. I mean, if you don't know, probably you shouldn't be running a company. But you do know. And the way it works is that you're going, well, I could do this. And if I do this channel, if I do this, if I do that, that would work out. That would generate X amount of results for me. But you just don't do it. And that's very natural. By the way, don't feel bad. That's how it works. That's how life works. And the thing about life is that you got to go against what's natural, what's easy, because gravity is automatic. You're going to be dragged down automatically. What you want to do is just go against it. And this exercise metaphor is, or example is a good, good way to look at this thing. So when you lift weight, you're going to find resistance and it's going to be hard. It's going to be uncomfortable. You lift it, you lift it, you keep lifting it until one day you go, it worked. I am able to lift that weight without, without too much trouble, without too much resistance. And then you go to the next one, the next one. So that's the same thing in here. The key to this is that you have to continuously go against your natural tendency to just move on to what you need to do for the day. 
How much weight do buyers put on this if I were selling my business on phantom losses? Well, phantom losses end up being a part of your overall valuation and profit and freedom. So let's look at it this way. If you have minimized your phantom losses and maximized the amount of revenues you can get based on your business model, because every business model has got some limitations to what it can do. By default, you've created a model that is actually optimal. And what does a buyer look like when they look at your company and come to buy a company? They look at, is it optimal? Do I have to do a lot in here? Is it really on automatic? Is it generating the right amount of revenues? Does it have the right infrastructure? All the other things we talk about in terms of the exit mindset, but from product to infrastructure to, to conversation, all the elements that are involved in that, the buyer is going to look at all that and going to make a determination that this is a model I'd love to acquire because it is an investment worth what I'm going to pay for it. And what they're going to pay for it exactly based on all those things from revenues to the other three elements that we talk about in the exit mindset. So by doing that, you essentially automatically are increasing your company valuation and creating a better situation for yourself, which in the end, if that's what you're looking at, you're looking to create an exit mindset that allows you to sell the company for a good premium then again, it's an asset that you might want to keep. So again, all this is about improving your company situation and improving your time and profits and valuation for the sake of having it in case you want to exercise the sale or not, but that would be up to you totally. So Rem, if there is one thing that you can say to do today, what is that? When it comes to the phantom losses, take action because action is what's going to make the difference. The hardest part about the whole thing is taking action because lots of times you're going to be deterred and not going to move, but you're going to move despite the hesitation, despite what goes on day to day. And when you do that, you're going to find success. Thank you so much for your time today, Ram. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm Ram Akili. I'll see you in the next episode. You've just listened to the Exit Mindset Podcast with Ram Akili. If you haven't yet subscribed or followed, please do so in your podcast listening app. Or better yet, visit ExitMindset.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our bonus content. Lastly, we want to help as many business owners as possible. If you know anyone who could benefit from the information given in this podcast, please feel free to share it with them. Until next time.